Today is August 14. Well, I know you're not listening on August the 14th, but today is Saturday, August the 14th. And it's been a day of very mixed emotions for me because a dear friend of ours passed away. Her name is Jen Schultz. And we held her funeral today, both celebrating and grieving. I guess it all starts at about seven years ago, a group of younger people from the church, and younger meaning they were in their early 40s, asked Cheryl and I to begin to mentor them, which we love doing. And so many, many times on Sunday evenings, we gathered together, we celebrated by eating together, and then we'd share the Word of God. And for the last seven or eight years, we've, we've walked that out. And Nate and Jen Schultz were, well, they were part of that group, and they were wonderful. Just a wonderful couple, that whole notion that there's a oneness that comes when two hearts gather, that is absolutely what has been true of Jen and Nate. Great people, kind, caring, attentive, always contributing to life. No matter what they do and who they're around, they, they always made things better. Well, as I said today, several hundred people gathered at the university chapel to be part of the funeral service for Jen, only 49 years old. After a four-year battle with uh, cancer, she went into the arms of the Lord just last Monday. And as I sat there today, I couldn't help but think of how mixed my emotions were and how mixed my emotions were even to the extreme, which, by the way, is something that we learn in any study we do in neurobiology. It's possible in the same moment to experience great joy and great sadness, gratitude and loss, a sense of pain, in that also a deep knowledge of the ultimate victory. And that, that's absolutely what happened today. And a scripture that's been on my mind all week kept rolling as I sat there. It comes from the book of Job in chapter 1, <clears throat> where Job says, The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Knowing the rest of the story of Job, we understand how much mystery is wrapped around that statement that the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, and even more so, the giant step of faith it takes to, in the end, say, blessed be the name of the Lord. But I sat with that all week, even in the midst of a whole bunch of speaking I did this week. And today, as I sat there watching these people, they're the wonderful family, good friends. I couldn't help but think of, if you will, the creative tension of those two extremes that the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And I'll tell you what, when it came to Jennifer Schultz, the Lord certainly did give. My goodness, what a wonderful human being. And I don't even want to say Jen was. Jen is. She's just that wonderful human being now in the arms of Christ but just a great, great 
person. Her smile always just uh, illuminated the moment. And in her gentle way, she came alongside people and encouraged them, cared for them, nurtured them, loved them. And my goodness gracious, it seemed like everybody thought that Jen had to be, if not the best friend they had, one of their best friends. She was a person of great faith, but also a person who was deeply, deeply committed to her family and to her friends. She, as I said, had a smile that could light up the room and a very, very adventurous spirit. And at the same time, <clears throat> a calmness about her, a peace, a rest, even over the past four years if th as things have been obviously very, very difficult. Nate and Jen have two grown children. Both of them are married, one of them. Jack has a new baby. Very active in their church. Very committed to the Lord. And I've even experienced some of this. I prayed with Jen many times over these days and prayed for her many days. But I remember about four years ago, I was going through a difficult time in my place of employment. And uh, I saw her once, and I think it was actually at a farmer's market. I was with my wife, Cheryl, and she was with another friend, and we went up to say hi. And Jen once again just looked at me and that great smile on her face. And she said, hey, bud, how are you doing today? And to be honest with you, just the way she said that, I felt better. It was as if she knew there was a struggle and that she wanted her greeting and her smile and her face to let me know that she cared. And it helped. And that's the way she was with just about everyone. As I looked across the congregation today and saw all these wonderful people that at some point, some of them gave testimonies of the impact that Jen had, I couldn't think enough about the scripture that said the Lord gave. The Lord gave something beautiful and something special and something exciting when he gave Jen Schultz. And I'm deeply grateful to have known her as a friend. But then there comes this other side, doesn't there? The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And I recognize that it was a, a disease and a battle. But at the same time, there is this clear sense that God is not distanced from these moments. And so there is this sense that for a while he gave and now he has taken her to himself. And in that, there is the joy that she's experiencing, but also the sadness. It's hard for me to even think of the fact that she's just not here on earth with us anymore. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away, 
blessed be the name of the Lord. And to be able to declare in that moment, blessed be the name of the Lord, is a, a true act of trust. Because these things are not easily understood. Why her? Why now? Why this way? And it reminds me of the fact that there are so many places in life that we face in which there is this almost unexplainable difficulty that we encounter that ultimately demands of us the willingness to trust it all into the hands of God and to be able to say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. I, I wrote about this some years ago, about six steps that we often take when we're confronted with something that just is so hard, like this. And we often begin with resistance. We say, no, that's just not going to happen. Uh, there's no way this can be good in any way. We're going to fight this with all that we have. And we often then move from resistance to rationalizing and in the rationalizing, we are essentially trying to figure out why resisting is the very best thing to do in this moment. And then there often comes resignation when we realize this thing's moving in a direction and we can't do much about it and we're not all that happy about it, but what else can we do? And so we resign ourselves to the fact that this particular trial is ours to face but even after resignation, there can be a bit of resentment that we've had to face it. Why didn't God intervene more directly? Why isn't this a case where he swept in and healed or turned water into wine or raised a life from the death? But somewhere in the midst of the struggle, and it often happens over time, and I know it will for me here and it will for others, we begin to recognize that the promise of Scripture is there that God is good. And all that he does is good and that even when we do not understand what God has done, there is for us a deep trust that in the midst of all this, we can still find him and be held by him. This passage of scripture was on the small memorial card that they were passing out today. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those who hope in him to the ones who seek him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. These kinds of scriptures and postures are, well, they're easy when we're in the Lord gives stage of life. But when we face, no matter what it is, that it appears as if we're going in through something that is difficult, a trial, a valley, a great loss like this, it's, it's harder to wrap our heads around it and to come to the other side of the equation and say, not only is the Lord good in that he gives, 
but he also takes away and we bless his name. And when we get to that point, it seems like we can move to this final stage, if you will, in facing difficulty, and that would be the word relinquishment. We come to the place where we think there are no better hands for us to be in, in this moment, than the hands of God. This doesn't happen in a day, these stages. It doesn't happen even in a month. It can take over time, but the idea is, I think, important to recognize that God gives, God takes away. There are wonderful blessings and there are trials. There are gifts, like Jennifer Schultz, and there are times when that gift is no longer within our grasp. And when that happens, we often begin by resisting and rationalizing why we resist. We then resign ourselves to the fact there's little that we can do, which can birth resentment, but soon we recognize that somewhere in this is the compassion of God that's new every morning, and we then move from recognition to relinquishment. Such mixed emotions today. It was good to celebrate her life, to worship together, to hear her pastor preach a fine memorial, and to be with family and close friends, both with smiles on their face and tears in their eyes. All part of the gift of God because the Lord gave us that moment this day. And he also gave us the promise that Jen right now is more alive than any of us, which is thrilling. But then there is the fact the Lord takes away. And may we come to the point of recognizing that God is good and all that he does is good. And even here, he will carry us through.